Welcome to Michigan Ice Guys, podcasting to help you fish hard water better. Hey guys, it's Chaz and Steph, and hey, we're in the studio. It's been a long 2020. <laughs> um, ice fishing kind of got cut short last year. Uh, weather, and then the COVID hit. Mm-hmm. And the COVID screwed us out of some late trips and stuff. And other complications screwed us out of our worlds. But 2020 is behind us. And here we are just a couple of days before Christmas. And we're looking at some temperatures that are going to make some ice. Temps are falling. Ice is forming. They're up on Houghton. Yeah, Houghton Lake and uh, St. Helens. I'm hearing real good things about uh, what they're catching and that they're getting out on most water. I guess there's still some sketchy spots. Yeah. Yeah, there's flow on Houghton you got to be real careful of. But, you know, just like with everything, you guys got to remember that you, you go out there and you got to do the spud spud your way out, do the safe walk. Otherwise, you're liable to get a bath, and <laughs> hopefully that's the worst of it is just getting wet. Mm-hmm. I guess we've had uh, one little kid drowned already this year. Dang. And one, I've heard of one old guy that went through, 60-some-year-old guy, that the uh, sheriff's department said they found report, he was reported missing and they found tracks going out but none coming back mm-hmm. and so i guess i don't i think the divers found him finally but no don't be that guy man we don't want any more statistics like that no if you haven't but, invested uh, in a float suit or anything like that i mean i've had be a good christmas present oh it'd be an awesome christmas <laughs> present and i've had uh some conversations with the guys down at Allen bobs they still have some in stock Okay. Uh, I know Frank's had last weekend with their shanty weekend where they had a bunch of ice fishing sales. Unfortunately, due to COVID, we haven't been able to do any of the normal ice shows that we normally participate in at Alan Bob's or DNR Sports uh, or even at Jay's. So it's, it's kind of been weird. So Steph and I, we've been talking and I've been talking with the sponsors. How are we going to handle this uh, 2020 stuff? At least, at least to start, we have a good platform right here to talk to people. Yeah, we're going to talk to you guys for sure on mm-hmm. this. But one of the other things that we were thinking about, and this is something that came up one time when we were fishing off Steph's boat this summer, is we would like to start a program called Host a Lake. Now, the idea behind Host a Lake is that, you know, we see so many of you guys at the fishing shows, whatever it is, And you come up to us and say, man, you ought to try my lake. Well, in 2021, we're going to give you the chance to have us come over and fish with you on your lake. Yeah. So if you want to contact us, email report at miiceguys.com or on Facebook on miiceguys.com or even use on miiceguys.com. Call an uh, ice guy. Yeah, ask an ice guy. Yep. There's always that section in there. And you let us know about how many people that uh, you want us to know. And we're going to come out probably bring you some goodies because the sponsors gave us goodies. And then, you know, we're going to do the go around the lake, help you figure out your lake if you don't have it already figured out. 
Steph will bring the pan optics. He just loves that toy. Mm-hmm. And uh, now Chad and Anthony have them too. And uh, his brother Dale's got them. It seems like everybody's getting those uh, live sport or what is it? Live view. Live is the one you guys have. Live scope. Yes. Yep. And Anthony has live scope or has he got pan optics? Both. He's got both. Well, you know, Anthony. <laughs> But Just got to go for it. But he's, he's running the live scope now. So the live scope, if you guys haven't seen that out on the ice, it's a really cool thing because it's like side scan sonar that you can point. And so Steph, he drills a little bit bigger hole. You know, you hear us preach about the five inch hole all the time. Well, you need a six to get all that hardware through the hole to do your live scope. And then Steph can tell me he points across the ice and says, "Hey." 30 yards that way and i go drill a hole 30 yards and he can see my auger go through the ice and he says yep you're in the right place sit down and fish and you're right over the top of fish it isn't a cheap thing but uh man what a cool cool uh tool to have and uh the guys used them a bit in tournaments last year and they are a game changer oh definitely so uh can bring that out we've got all we you know us we bring too much tackle every time and we want to spend an afternoon or a day with you out on your lake learn about your lake help you find some of the great spots on your lake and then what we'd like to do is come back and talk about it now we're going to let you decide whether we mention the lake or not. whether we mention the lake <laughs> or we say it's just bob's secret lake we won't even use your last name if you uh, are in the phone book and don't want anybody looking you up <laughs> But we think that'd be a great way to get out. And ice fishing itself is social distancing, mm-hmm. especially when you're size of Steph and I. Uh, six feet apart's a good rule. Just to not uh, crowd each other when we're out there on the ice. So we want to do that. But then we also want to have a couple of adventure days. And we're talking about doing one up on uh, Lake Mitchell probably. Yeah. And up on Lake Mitchell, we're going to just tell everybody the day we're going to be there. Mm-hmm. And we'll set up our flag or something so you can find us and come over and visit with us. Introduce yourself. Talk to us and stuff. Tell us you heard it on the podcast and stuff. And we'll probably have some swag to give away there, too. So I know Jack from uh, Scandia Lures will probably give us a big box of lures. I think I have a big box of lures. <laughs> yes. Uh, that we can uh, share share a new lure with you. And uh, get out and go fishing for a day. And it's a great way, since we don't have the seminars this year, to do that. Um, in addition to that, we are going to try and do a couple of our famous, as from the seminars, uh, ice panels. Where we get three or four of us pros on there to answer your questions. And we're going to do that on uh, one of these uh, virtual calls on, over the computer. And that'll allow us to jump on the call and answer your questions. And you can ask them live and you can set safe at home with the beverage of your choice and uh, participate. I know we can't go out and get the deals, but hey, guys, watch online. There's been a lot of good deals out there on that. So, you know, we've been doing some fishing and uh, out of the boat this year and when the governor let us use boats. (laughs) And, you know, and the guys have been on the river, you know, Chad and Anthony with their guide services, and they've been keeping busy with that. They had a busy salmon season. The steelhead got kind of nixed on them, but 
It's been a uh, a wonderful year for outdoor sports. More and more and more people since you can't do anything else. Yeah, they had more license sales for hunting and fishing this year. They they've been taken to the 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 streams, lakes, and woods, and getting out there. I know I got to spend a little extra time at deer camp this year, and had a blast. Put some meat in the freezer, and uh, as far as new toys, I bought a side by side. I've been talking about a new quad for quite a while, but I decided, and Steph t- kind of talked me into a side by side is the way to go. So I have a Can Am Commander and a thousand cc's so you might see that little blue buggy ripping across some big lake in northern michigan fairly soon as soon as we got six seven inches ice but uh that's pretty much my new equipment for the year um i know we're waiting on some news about some other things and uh we're going to talk a little bit about a fishing trip that steph just got back from when we get back in our next segment but just Hey, thanks for listening, guys. We're glad to be back on the air. And um, hope you've had a survivable year and are as itching to get out on the ice as we are. So we're the Ice Guys. Stay tuned. We're going to be right back. Hey, guys. Jazz here from the MI Ice Guys. I want to talk to you about K&E Stopper Lures, especially the Scandia line of tungsten jigs. I've been having a great time fishing with these this year and last year. The new colors are awesome. Check them out. Get out there to your local sporting goods shop and look for that blue packaging with yellow text on it. Pick up a Scandia lure or 10. It's a whole lot of fun to fish with. They're bright, they're durable, and good stuff. Guys, we're back, and we got a story to tell. Well, Steph does. He yep. uh, he uh, and. Chad and Anthony and our buddy Zach, who you've heard here on the show, they uh, took the news of the national championships for NAIFC in a little bit different fashion than a lot of people did. Yeah. They said, we already got the time scheduled. We got the cabin reserved. Let's go fishing anyway. So they went out and had their uh, Woo Flu or Corona 2020 tournament. Corona Cup. Yeah. 2020. And fished for three, four days, and then had a little tournament on Sunday. And that have been what about ten teams? Yeah, showed up out there. Uh, if you're a follower of Anthony on Facebook, he did uh, cast it live. So yeah, there's videos out there. There's a video out there of the weigh-in uh, back at the cabin, and uh, of course, you know Chad and Anthony won. Oh, of course. You know Chad's got some slab out there. It looks like a you know a whale. <laughs> uh, 1.68 pound crappie. That's a nice one. He's pulling these things out, and I'm looking on. I had to switch from my phone to a computer screen, a big one, just <laughs> to make sure that thing was legit. There was uh, a lot of pound and a halfers caught that day. Yeah, that was some big fish out there. Most of the crappies that we turned in, they were all but one was over a pound. Yeah. Well, so you guys took your truck and your trailer. Two quads. Two quads. You managed to put yours sideways and Chad's on or something? Yeah, right behind it. There's plenty of room. Strap them all down, and off they went to Minnesota. Well, Chad had that shanty attachment on the back to haul his stuff around, and we just leave that right on it. hung off the end of the trailer maybe a foot. Did he have tracks or wheels? Just wheels. Okay. Never know with Chad. With tracks, it's 10 feet long on that thing. Yeah, that's the length of mine. It would have been a lot shorter. 
Yeah, somewhere we're going to get that dream of buying a semi so we can just put the toys in it and go. Yep. But uh, so what lake did you guys go to? Uh, North Lake. North Lake. And what town's that near for these guys listening? Nyatawash. Nyatawash, Minnesota. Yeah. North and South uh, Twin Lakes. Okay. And it's out uh, there by. Looked to be about three hours kind of northwest of. Yeah, the, the Twin, Twin cities. cities. Yeah. Yeah. For those of you trying to. And believe me, you'll never spell the name of that town right the first time. No. Or, if, like, the one lake, is they call it Roy Lake. But it's got this Indian name that's, like, 12 characters long, and I can't even begin to pronounce it. It starts with a G, a G, and there's J's in it, and I don't even know what it says. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so you guys went out and did some fishing, and the weather was great. We were making ice the whole time, it looked like, and it didn't look like it was real harsh cold, but cold enough to make ice. No, the one morning it was three degrees and had a nice, had a healthy wind, probably, you know, gusting to 30. But uh, for the most part, we had highs in the mid-20s and lows in the teens. It was nice out there. And yeah. It was all making ice the whole time we were there. Yeah, I mean, that's beautiful. And you got a little bit of snow and good ice suit. That's stayed, perfect weather. Stayed overcast a couple of the days, so the fish were just hammering all day. They were they'd putting, putting stuff down the hole. They weren't hesitating to whack it. They were on the feed, which yeah. was a good thing to see. Compared to our fishing around here last year, it was like fish didn't want they really had to work them to get them to bite around here yeah last year well you discovered a new uh bait but it's a fish attractant but it's r- rather expensive yeah yeah, yeah. You, iphones don't float iphones don't <laughs> float <laughs> and apparently those six inch holes catch them and down they go yeah it, you know po- i knelt down at the hole and my knee hit the bottom of my pocket and just popped it right out of the pocket slicker can be and i was letting the like a nine and a half inch gill go so i was knelt knelt down to toss him back in because i wasn't keeping real big ones i was just they're fun to catch yeah i mean they're taking drag on the schoolie they're a riot and some of those big crappie were catching them on spoons it was just a, i mean i'm talking like a walleye spoon like a two inch walleye spoon and crappies were hitting those it's crazy and bluegills big bluegills would hit them too and you'd catch them man it's crazy you're really killing me <laughs> you know <laughs> <laughs> Chad called to me like two days before you left. He said, why aren't you going with us? <laughs> I didn't hear about <laughs> it in time. Like, I can't plan that quick. <laughs> you know, I still, I'm, I'm still the one with a real job. Mm-hmm. You know, poor Jake and I and Aaron, we still have real jobs. You know, yeah, not like the north, semi-retired guys. We fished North Lake, South Lake, uh, Bass Lake, Snyder. And they're all right there in that same area by his Pinehurst Resort. And very nice cabins. You can, they got like five rooms on a side and a couple of the big cabins. Could, you could have all ten bedrooms. And there's uh, probably four couches on each side. So you could have 12, 14 guys up there or even more if you want to bring air mattresses. I mean, Yeah, and catching that many a, fish, you, how many fish fries did you say they had? No, we had two big ones. Two big fish fries. Yeah, and you brought home a cooking, big batch cooking, of cooking. fish. Some of the guys went out to another lake, and they caught uh, eel pouts. Or the what an adventure. So we got to try some of that. I hadn't had that in a while. I had it before. Some of the guys never had it before. Yeah. No, that's pretty cool. And so then uh, you guys just got back last night? Yeah, we got back to my house about. We left there around 8 o'clock yesterday morning, their time, 9 o'clock over here. It's about a 12-and-a-half-hour drive. You drive it straight 
about 860 miles. Did you go through the UP or did you go through uh, Chicago? Down around Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. So we timed that out pretty well and got through without hitting any rush hours or nothing there, going through in the middle of the night or something. Well, COVID, COVID helps that too. Yeah. Now, Chris came out too. Genevieve. Oh, yeah. I yep. saw Genevieve was there. Did Miguel go? No, no. Little, little, little guy didn't go. Oh, boy. His, little, his chubby buddy. How does he fish without his mascot? <laughs> I know. He should have been there. We were giving him out. I bet. And Chris had to fish by himself. And I was like, man. Oh, if I would have known that, I might have been able to scam it. Mm-hmm. But uh, Steph and I are planning on going to see some friends out there in uh eastern part of Minnesota. We're talking with them about scheduling something up in mid-January or such to uh, maybe take my commander out there and get it on the ice. Uh, mm-hmm. Hopefully, maybe we'll even have good enough ice here around – West Michigan by then. You, you know, oh, yeah, I'm hoping we do, especially we well, got, north up by me anyway. Yeah. Well, we're hoping that we can uh, take out all the toys when we go and have our uh, guest uh, days out on uh, Cadillac and Mitchell. And uh, then hopefully, you know, if things are thick enough and the weather holds good, we're going to try and do one right here in Grand Rapids uh, on Reeds mm-hmm. Lake as well. And hopefully the conditions hold or we can have all that the NAIFC up on Houghton this year. Yeah, that was other big news. Is if you guys don't follow the NAIFC, that's the North American Ice Fishing Circuit. Uh, you can find them on Facebook as well. And Jack announced uh, that there is a date for the end of February sometime mm-hmm. on Houghton Lake. And everybody knows how to find Houghton Lake. And we're already uh, making arrangements. We've got a buddy with a cabin up there. And he's going to have host us to go over and stay at his place, which is only 20 minutes from mm-hmm. the launch that they're going to use. That's a lot closer than St. Helen. Yeah. Yeah, we That's used it for nice. the years at St. Helen. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we're looking forward to that one. We're going to take the machines and have a hell of a good time out there. It's it's just going to be wild. And that's even with the news that right now they're postponing uh, tip-up town. And so Tip-Up Town, I think, is going to be the week after the tournament now uh, because they're not sure about all this COVID stuff. And it's just it's been... A, it's a 20,000-acre lake. You can plenty of social distancing. Well, when you're just <laughs> finish, fishing, and but beer tents yeah. are a little different. Yeah. But, no, we're looking forward to it. And, you know, I think, guys, if you haven't taken the opportunity, it's probably a good time right here over the Christmas break and such to maybe uh, go fishing in the garage. So I think oh, in yeah. our next next segment, we're going to do some reminders about some simple things like that uh, that you should consider when you're getting your stuff ready for the season. So we'll be right back in a moment. Hold on, guys. The ice is coming. We're back, guys. You know, it seems like every year we go through this list, but we get new listeners, and, you know, as uh, everybody gets older, they don't always remember everything. So uh, it's a good time, you know, as we're waiting for safe ice to get out there. I mean, there's some ice, but uh, don't be that statistic falling Mm -hmm. through. There's a real good opportunity right now to do some preparation. Uh, one of the big things is, you know, hey, 
if you haven't been charging your flasher battery all summer, you better get on that. <laughs> or your drill batteries. Or your drill batteries. Well, hopefully with the drill batteries, you, you did some them. home improvement projects, you know. Hopefully. Hung up a pa- picture or, you know, fixed the deck or something with it. But, uh, you know, batteries, if they set dead for quite a while. Even the lithium ions, you don't want them set dead. No, they're going to be trouble. Mm-hmm. So go through and uh, check those, get a charge on them, and see if they'll hold a charge. You know, turn on your flasher there in the living room, let it run for an hour. And see if it, uh, you know, runs it dead right away, That's you know. And if it does, well, get over to Allen Bob's or DNR Sports or one of the other good sporting goods stores and buy you a new battery. They're like 20 25 bucks for a mm-hmm. lead-acid battery. Uh, if you want to make the upgrade, uh, I know that the uh, Dakota Lithiums, that's the ones you got, right? Yes. Stuff? Yep. They're a little more money. They're about $100. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can get into those, but they're much lighter weight. Yeah, they're a lot lighter. So if you're getting up there in years and you don't want to carry that heavy junk around, you know, it's another good option. You know, it does take a special charger. So uh, you got to remember that when you're dealing with lithium-ion batteries. But get that that thing charged up. Charge up your drill batteries. Make sure you know where all that stuff is. Get you some fresh blades. Fresh blades, yeah. I was just... Start the season with fresh blades. I was just put in an order for those and got them in those... Passing them out to Steph for a bunch of the guys uh, that we got blades, fresh sets of blades for all our augers and stuff because it's just an awesome thing when you can take your drill and go zip right through the ice rather than having to labor it. And if you're one of them poor bastards that has not spent the 20 bucks for a Bear Creek adapter plate and uh, chuck, to put in your drill and switch over to powered on your hand auger. It's not expensive, guys. Get with it. If you're still hand cranking, you really need sharp blades. Yeah, those drills work slick as can be. You don't <laughs> got the smell and stink of running, trying to play with gas engines. Yeah, gas engines, I found. I know there's guys that swear by them. Oh, yeah, they still work. They work good for bigger ice. Bigger I ice. I mean, you can go through a lot of batteries going through a lot of ice. But it, then you're going to want to go gas for those. Right. And you get, especially in Minnesota, where you got over a foot of ice. Or you take a, one of the USA ti- team members who's been to Kazakhstan, mm-hmm. and we'll show you how to drill through four feet of ice. There's videos of that sticking around somewhere. But we don't see that too much in Michigan. No. But, you know, hole hopping, we've talked about that. That's a great way with those drill augers. So get a fresh set of blades. Now, another thing I like to ta- keep in my uh, – pocket in my bibs is the right i think it's an eight millimeter wrench for my mm-hmm. strike master to take those little screws out if yours uses a screwdriver maybe one of those little stubby screwdrivers in there and a spare set of blades in your bucket really really handy if you ding them up somehow mm-hmm. and go at it i always use a little bit of the blue loctite on my auger blade screws so they don't loosen up when you're drilling lots of holes i'd have a swallow a beer there <laughs> But anyway, another thing is your shanty. Oh, yeah. Now, unless you have uh, kicked into the latest corona trend where you pop up your shanty out in front of the local restaurant and eat in your shanty, which is a big deal, I'm hearing on social media, mm-hmm. your shanty probably hasn't been set up since sometime last year. 
you better open her up and make sure that nobody made a home in there, a little nest or something. You want to make okay. sure you air that out. Hopefully you packed it with dryer sheets when you put it away. Dryer sheets, fabric softener, mothballs, something to yep. keep the varmints out of it. And, you know, check for holes, check for wear and tear. Maybe it's a good time to put in some LED lights. Mm-hmm. Whatever you're thinking you need to do to do it, it's a great time to, to uh, you know, check your check that out. Because there's nothing like putting that thing in the car and it warming up and then... The little mousy guy runs all around the car. That's not fun. Mm-mm. And if it's the wife's minivan, there might be hell to pay. <laughs> so, mom's a word. <laughs> uh, set that thing up in the garage. You know, set up all your stuff. Get it all out. Lay everything out. Make sure you got everything. Did you break a tip off a rod last year? Mm, yeah, go you, through your gear. You probably need new line on there. You know, you want to feel on that line and make sure and see if it's getting brittle. Did it hit a lot of UV last year? And break it down. Line is not that expensive. I'd say if it's more than two years old, just swap it out and put some new fresh stuff on. Yeah. And you don't remember, you're only fishing how deep? 30 feet, maybe max? Yeah. I'm only saying this because I, I broke off like five times. Right. But I mean, I, when I went fishing, I was like, that line's been on there a little bit longer than i should and plus it was two pound and these were big crappies so and then i broke off on pike yeah but i switched to some three pound test and had some better success there on keeping them on but yeah and when you're reloading those reels remember you're fishing only like 30 feet max mm-hmm. most of the time you don't need you don't 300 need the, yards on that you don't need the whole spool deal you know Just put put 50 yards on it that's usually what i do is like depending on the cranks, how much it takes up every time. Yeah. I'll put like 50, 60 cranks on there and call it good. Yeah. I mean, you just got to kind of be realistic about how much line you're putting on there. That way, one spool does, you know, six rods. Well, then I've attached it to the line that was already on there. With yeah, the, if you got to do a little uni, backing. Uni knot and just leave it on there as backing on my schoolie because the more backing you have on there, the quicker you're going to pick up on your wheel. Yep. Now, it doesn't matter that much on a spinning rod, but on no. a schoolie it does or a level line it does, you know. And you can always put some old line like stuff saying on there is backer or tie on to the existing stuff if you're not, yeah. you know, completely spooled up full. And I use rubber bands. Rubber bands work good for filler. I've even seen people just use tape. Yeah. And, uh, you know, kind of increase the diameter before they put line on there. Exactly. And it will help on, uh, you know, because the bigger around it is, the more it's going to take up with every turn. So get some new line on there. Their schoolies are the most inexpensive and durable fishing reels. Oh, my God. You will yeah. ever use. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's the original inline reel. And if you guys don't know what they are, go down to the local sporting goods store, and mm. they're in the cheap bin. Oh, yeah. There's usually a big bin of them. And uh, I think most of them are made right in Greenville, Michigan. Yep. Go to Hilltop and get them from them. Hilltop's a great source for them as well. Mm-hmm. But I saw them at Allen Bob's when I was there the other day. Oh, yeah. Well, that's what they make them there is at Hilltop. I was <laughs> I was looking at guns, but. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, my friend, she wanted to go buy a new gun, and she saw an ad. And so we had to go drive around to a bunch of stores to look at guns. Awesome. I was this close to buying a new one, but I didn't. <laughs> I resisted somehow. But, you know, your jig case. Go through that, too. And, you know, do you got them? Are they jumbled up? Maybe it's a good time to organize them up. 
organize them, make sure the eyelets are cleared so you're not sitting out there on the ice trying to clear an eyelet that you didn't unplug in the first place. Yeah, go through and just prep them if you have used jigs that you've used for a while. Uh, put a new edge on those hooks. Make sure they hang on your fingernail. Make sure they're sharp. Yeah. If they, they slide right off your fingernail, it, nope, sharpen them up until they do. Little whetstone works real good. I've seen also, uh, you know, that real uh, soft grinding wheel on the Dremel. That works good to just touch them up yep. real quick. Um, and the ones that are rusty, they're in there, you might want to retire those. Yep. And uh, anything new that comes out of the package before you put it in the jig box, clear that hole and be ready to go. And also check the very tips of the hook because sometimes there's a little epoxy on the tips of the little hook. epoxy, little uh, something powder primer coat or something primer. Yeah, powder coat. Make sure that's off there too because that's not going to help you. Yeah, just in general, get through mm-hmm. it, you know, and clean your bucket out, clean the trash out of your sled, all that kind of stuff. Now, another thing that I do every year is I flip my sled upside down. And, you know, there's some parking lots that we drag through to get to the truck and between the ice and the truck. And, you yeah. know, you get some burrs on there and things like that. And a coat of wax. Well, sand those runners down first and throw a coat of wax on them. Yeah. What I find is that if you go through and either use some sandpaper or even, you know, a torch and just soften those things up and clean everything up, that thing will slide a whole lot easier. Double-check your ropes. Then spray that whole bottom with a little bit of pledge or something. Yeah. Furniture polish. Furniture polish. keep the snow from sticking. Yeah, wax-based furniture polish works good. Or mm-hmm. spray on car wax, all those kinds of things. A good coating for the bottom of the sled. And, you know, consider that rope that's on there. Is that thing wore out? it might be time to replace it. And if you're going to replace it, think about a longer rope. Because, you know, we talk about safety a lot, especially in our seminars. But, you know, we've mentioned many times that you can take and empty the stuff out of your sled and sling that out at somebody that might have fallen through or something and rescue with that. One of our buddies that ice fishes with us, Kevin, um, there was a skateboarder. Uh, got too close to the walkway over there and was skateboarding along and it was right along the lake and he went over and went through the ice in the lake and fell in and he had his throw rope with him so he ran back got his throw rope and fished skateboarder out (laughs) yeah throw ropes are a great Mm -hmm. thing uh pfd you know a floatable cushion because hey that bucket top might get a little hard you know take a floatable uh boat cushion with you that's a good thing to set on when you're out there Mm mm-hmm uh, so it can be multi-purpose. The throw ropes can be anything from that uh, throw bag from HT uh, through, I think, uh, Eskimo has one. Mm-hmm. Or you can make your own. Make your own. I just have a little cloth bag, and I put some paracord in there and put some uh, carabiner clips on it. And you can clip it off to a sled. And one of the things uh, over there when we're off the Driftwood Bar up there at Croton Hardy area there, that hill is so damn steep. <laughs> I can climb all the way up it with just my rope and then pull the sled up. Mm-hmm. Or when I'm going out, I can lower the sled down. Good 30, 40-foot piece of rope is handy. There's something else you want on that hill, and it's on your feet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Make sure you know where your katulas are. <laughs> uh, check your boots. Oh, yeah. Is there anything living in your boots? You know, or did you put your liners away wet and they got a little funky in there? 
You know, mm-hmm. I'm going to do just a little check on that. You know, you can put some water in a five-gallon bucket or water in the bathtub. Put your boots on. Make sure they don't leak. Yeah, check your boots because a lot of times your augers will inevita- – inevitably they'll put a slice on your boots and yeah. now's the time to fix them. If you got fix them or there. get some new ones or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, there's been a run on boots lately. I, I hear some of the Norfins, we can't even get them right now. No, there's, yeah, a lot of stuff can't get. Out of stock. Mm-hmm. So, but guys, just in general, set up all your stuff. Go, Go through, through it, it. Lay it out. I mean, you're going to have probably a couple of days off over the holidays here. And at least one of them, you're probably going to want to hide from the family anyway. So go fishing in the garage. Mm-hmm. Check that out. Well, I think we're going to pop another beer. And then when we come back, we're going to talk about a little bit more stuff to come this season and what we're looking forward to. We're the MI Ice Guys, podcasting hard water fishing in the Great Lakes State. Guys, when you're out on the ice, you protect your eyes. The MI Ice Guys have partnered with Costa Del Mar Sunglasses. Made in America, made by hand. The thinnest glass technology for sunglasses. 100% UV protection. We love our Costas so much, we took them to Finland to the world's. They allowed us to see where other people had been drilling before, protected our eyes in the blowing snow, and kept us looking good on the ice. Made in America, Costa Del Mar sunglasses. Get them online, get them at a local retailer near you. Remember, tell them the MI Ice Guys sent you and you need the best. Guys, we're back. We're here in the Bear Den studio uh, mm-hmm. doing a little recording. We've been itching and talking about getting a recording going and stuff, and then deer season happened, and then Steph went fishing out in Minnesota with the guys, so kind of put things off. But just before Christmas here, we thought we'd get together and chat about things to come and what we're looking forward to in the season now i mentioned that i'd gotten a side-by-side and you know steph he has that uh, big can-am uh two-up quad so some of the things that uh, i'm looking forward to is getting out there on the ice and fishing with being able to take a little more stuff than you can uh, but one of the important things that we ought to talk about is how thick the ice has got to be yeah um you know pretty much you're fairly good to go if you've got about four inches ice for walking yeah for walking and when you're out there walking out especially the first couple of times and there's no other footprints out there spud your way out spud your way out drill a hole double i mean drill a hole and check it and just reach down and make sure you got the thicknesses there yeah and also you know pay attention to that ice about what color it is if there's a color change or a big crack or something Things can be different because you might be going over a weed bed or a spring or uh, near a creek mouth or something where there's some flow and could erode the ice and make it thinner. Yep. Um, one of the other things that, uh, you know, we always talk about is that kind of when you're specking out a lake or looking at a lake is see where everybody else went. Yeah, to look at the tracks. Look at the tracks. Follow the tracks. If they've gone oh, out to one area, yeah, and if they're all walking like halfway across the lake to this one area, they probably know something. And that path was safe because they made it through Yeah, if know, without incident. But, you know, you always want to double check to make sure, but just work your way out yeah, there. Until you start seeing snowmobile tracks and yeah. truck tracks mm-hmm. and side-by-side and quad tracks, then you're then you're getting a little better. Now, when you get up to that quad level we like to see seven eight inches you know 
Yeah, six we, is iffy. Yeah, we went out to Minnesota. We had started with nine, and by the time we left, they were about a foot. Yeah. Yeah, and for those small so, vehicles, I know my side-by-side weighs about 1,200 pounds. And I think yours weighs about 1,000. Yeah. So, you know, but you're spreading that over four wheels uh, and stuff. Now, here in Michigan, we're not too much, unless you guys are listening from the UP, about driving our pickup trucks out there. We don't get to very often down here. Uh, some of the guys on Houghton Lake, but you always seem to hear about that one guy that put his new Chevy down there and hit a walleye. <laughs> And I'm not sure State Farm covers that. Uh, I expect to see that on the Liberty Mutual commercial one of these days or something. But, uh, you know, one of the things I'm looking forward to out there is getting out there in early ice, finding those weed beds and working the edges of them. Because it seems like the big fish like to dart in and out of them. If you get over the top of them, the weed beds, sometimes you get into dinks. Mm Mm-hmm. And if you get into the dinks, you know, then you got to do one of two things. You either got to dial your bait size up to where it's a little more intimidating or move. Uh, So I'm looking forward to that, you know, getting into some of those early fish and things like that, exploring some new lakes. Hopefully you guys will take us up on the uh, guest program that uh, you want to have us over and come fish on your lake. And you're going to know tell us where we can park so that, uh, you know, we're not <laughs> running around like dummies. And, you know, getting to fish with some new people. And every year we meet new people out there. And Explore it's new lakes. Explore some new lakes. And I know everybody says, well, no, I know this lake. Well, great, share it. Let's go. Let's have an adventure. And if you don't want us to tell every listener out there, just let us know. We can be discreet. But we can help you find some fish on that lake, too. And I think that'll be a real fun thing. Oh, definitely. It'd be great to get out there and help them catch the fish and help them show them how and what we use for techniques and bait-wise. And oh, from yeah. how do you put the bait on the hook to the, the different cadences for jigging and how that correlates with using the Vexilar. Because there's so many people on the ice that I run into sometimes, and they'll, they'll turn their Vexilar on and they got it kind of figured out but they'll, they'll drop right into the fish and i'm like no 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 start up here start jigging six feet above them and watch their reaction as you work closer to them you know and then yeah. and then let the fish tell you what they're liking yeah i mean watch their reactions vexlar markham live scope whatever you're using out there for electronics and stuff you paid a lot of money learn mm-hmm. how to use it yeah and really use it like Steph's saying, watch the fish. You know, just don't think once you found them, it's over. Oh, no. You know, the game has just begun. Then I can show them how to swing the deucer so you can kind of look this side of your hole, that side of your hole, and see which way they're going. They're like, all right, they're moving over there. Drill a hole over there about 10 feet, and you're back on top of them. That's for (laughs) us, those those of us guys that don't have a live scope. Yeah, can look off to the side. what I did, yeah. Well, some guys will take that Vexilar puck and put it on a stick and and turn it seen that and then point it so they can use it in much sense as a pan optics so you can use it at different angles like that to find the fish suspended fish and follow them yeah now there's been some tempting new developments out there in electronics while we're talking about it our buddy chad he went out and got the uh new yeah. fl30 yep from vexlar yes. and i was telling Steph that markham keeps sending me emails <laughs> about the the uh markham seven 
with GPS integrated into it. It's got Navionics right in there. And uh, it's like, what the heck, man? <laughs> I got I to gotta get rid of some of these things. I can't just keep buying new ones. <laughs> yeah. Getting a little pricey there. Well, Vexilar spreads theirs out pretty. They all do. They don't yeah. just come up with something new every year. But Yeah. Well, my seven's only two years old. So. Mm-hmm. Is it two or three? Maybe it's three, three. years. Yeah. This will be its fourth season. Mm-hmm. Same with the 28. They didn't. Yeah. That's been out for a little while now. Yeah, I think you got the 28 just before I got the 7. But, no, guys, uh, it's promising to be a good year. Hopefully, with the way I remember the cycles, the weather and stuff, the way the weather's been this summer, hopefully that means we're going to have a good ice winter. Mm-hmm. And I think we're doing uh, a real bang-up deal this year with uh, being – everybody's got time. So you can get your stuff ready. No excuse for that. Um, I've gotten more phone calls from people about, hey, I'm thinking I'm finally going to pull the trigger and buy a floating suit. Which one should I buy? The one that fits. (laughs) You know, there's a lot that goes into selecting a suit. Now, there's a number of them out there that float. So that's all good, right? Yeah, the Arctic Armors. Arctic Armors, Striker. Striker. Has it. Frable has a floater now. I think one of the new Norfin suits is a floater, but you're not going to get them over here very soon. No, the Norfin has it. Um, yeah, but they're all backed up from the corona delays. Yeah, they come from overseas. Well, I think a lot of them are. Yeah. So if you do find a suit your size and you wanted it, get it if you see it. Take a look at the pro- pockets that are on them. And definitely, I highly recommend going the bib coat combo. Yeah, definitely. Um, I know some guys go with the the pants rather than bibs, but I'll tell you, when you sit down or bend over to put that uh, nine-inch bluegill back because you're going to catch a bigger one. Zipper your phone up in your pocket, please. Zipper your phone up in your pocket, but that wind can blow up the (laughs) south end and be real disturbance. So you want to make sure that uh, you're you're covered Mm -hmm. (laughs) in cold spots. And a lot of the bibs are waterproof, or at least water resistant. Yeah. So you're they got padding in the knees and in the butt. I mean, it's a lot better than Carhartts. Every yes. year we run into somebody that says, "Oh, I got Carhartts." They're really designed for the sport. You're pretty much wearing your shanty. Yeah, Carhartts are good on ice. Are good for one thing: soaking up water. Carhartts get wet. They're good for the farm, the garage. Yeah, but out on the ice, they get wet. They get heavy. And they stay cold. Uh, the modern ice suits are windproof. They're water resistant. And, you know, we wear the wicking stuff underneath. Mm. Whether it's your socks, your uh, pants, whatever. I mean, you can put them over your dr- I remember Steph used to come when he had the office job. He'd come right from the office with his dress pants on, slide his bibs <laughs> over and Oh, here we go. <laughs> Off I went. Yeah. But... Planning out your wardrobe is a good thing. One of the girls asked me about that. You know, she's, do you wear a lot of layers? I said, I wear layers, but not a lot of layers because that windproofing of that mm-hmm. suit is the biggest deal. Yeah, most of the time underneath my bibs, all I got is that thin pair of Zubaz. Zubaz pants and a T-shirt. Yep. Quite often I'll put a hooded sweatshirt on over top just so that i yeah, can i usually have my coat unzipped when i'm fishing yeah and i can take the coat off if yeah, it's if it's a nicer out i peel the coat you know, off and 30 degrees lose a layer 
gets a little windy out, I can throw the hoodie up on the sweatshirt. Gets real windy out, I throw the hood up on the Norfin that yep. my, my dryer didn't, or my washer didn't eat my hood. I throw the head, uh, hood up <laughs> on the striker until <laughs> I get my new Norfin. <laughs> but anyway, guys, there's a lot of things to look forward to this season. We're hoping that you'll interact with us. Use that on miiceguys.com. Mm-hmm. Use the Ask an Ice Guy. It'll send that email out to at least four or five of us. You might get four or five answers. You might get one answer. Who knows? But one of us will get around to answering you. And, uh, you know, whether it's, you know, should I buy this? Is this a good price on this? What should I use in this situation? But I think the new thing is going to be invite us on over. And if you're within range of us driving, we'll be more than happy to come fish with you guys this season. Mm -hmm. Get some new stories, meet some new friends, and we'll bring you a little tackle too. We got some stuff from the sponsors. So I'm Chaz and he's Steph. Merry Christmas, guys. Be safe out there if you get out. Check that ice. Hope you get some jigs still in the packages in your stocking so it don't stick your finger. Yes. But uh, hopefully, if nothing else, the wife gives you a gift card to one of your favorite bait shops. Shop local whenever possible, guys, because that's the only way to buy bait. Mm -hmm. So you better keep in business with everything else. (laughs) Take care, guys, and we'll see you out on the ice. MI Ice Guys would like to thank you for joining us once again for one of our podcasts. Be sure to subscribe on MIIceGuys.com so that you don't miss any of our tips and hear a little bit about our fishing stories. Be safe out there, guys. Enjoy the fishing. It may thaw soon.